This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you've been with us last week as well as earlier this week, you know we are in the midst of studying and looking at the very powerful psalm, Psalm 22. It's significant, and it's extremely prophetic, and it calls, David wrote this psalm approximately 1,000 years before Jesus walked the earth, and yet, being being prophetic, we see that Jesus fulfilled so much of this psalm when he was hanging on the cross. So it's a powerful verse. And of course, most people will recognize the verse number one in Psalm 22, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And we see when we read the New Testament in Matthew 27, verse 46, Jesus cried out from the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And we see verse after verse was fulfilled by Jesus on the cross. So David had a prophetic view of what was going to happen. I think it's important, Shelley, that you read the two verses from the New Testament because it shows through Jesus and Paul how prophetic the Psalms really are. Right. I should have mentioned it before, but I'm glad you brought it to my attention, Junie. Keep these verses in mind when we continue to talk about Psalm 22 and even when you read Psalm 22. The first verse is Luke chapter 24, verse 44. Jesus was speaking to the disciples and said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And we see in Psalm 22 how Jesus fulfilled the words of this psalm, which was written again, as I said, a thousand years before he walked the earth. The other verse is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. Uh, Paul's prayer included these words, that the God of our Lord Jesus the Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, And we point out again, as we have over recent days, that the word knowledge here is a Greek word, epignosis, a much stronger term than the usual word for knowledge, gnosis, which infers a deeper participation in that knowledge and its knowledge that will have an influence on the one seeking this knowledge. I think we could refer to it that this is 
a transforming word that when we receive the knowledge that comes from above, it will transform our lives. And Junie, it's available to all of us today as well, which is powerful. We were focusing in yesterday on verses 22 to 26, which really represents a transformation because the verses earlier was about Jesus' agony and his crying out and the turmoil that his body was in, that he could count all his bones, his heart was melting like wax. But there was a transition here because the last words in verse 21, thou dost answer me. And in verse 22, uh, it begins to bring in praise. I will tell of thy name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise thee. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him, all you descendants of Israel. So we pointed out that this was a specific word and remains a specific word today for the people of Israel. And yet we see that Jesus' death on the cross encompassed more than just what pertains to Israel. Verse 27 says, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nations, which in in Greek, in Hebrew is Goyim, will worship before thee. That means Gentiles. Gentiles, right. So in the word, in verse 27, all the ends of the earth will turn to the Lord. That word turn in Hebrew is shuv, which not only means turn, it means return, and it also means repentance. So, Junie, there's a glorious future ahead when not only Israel will acknowledge who Jesus is, but all the nations have that possibility of returning and turning and worshiping the Lord Messiah. And, Shelley, this has been fulfilled in Jesus' first coming because Apostle Paul went to the nations. Yes, Lord. And in Acts 15, it shows what the nations have to do to enter into the commonwealth of Israel, to abstain from fornication, to abstain from the drinking of blood, and the third is to abstain I think from blood, from the eating of blood. And the point being that Israel, who does not know the Lord, is still under the law and veiled to this day, even when they read Moses, the Torah. So let us pray for Israel and all the Gentiles that are listening Worship the Lord and thank him because he opened your eyes to see him. This is the time of the Gentile, the church age. And Shelley and I are privileged as Jews to know Jesus is the son of God in the church age. But I hope this gives you a heart to pray for the return, the repentance, and the epignosis, the revelation knowledge of who Jesus is for our people because he died king of the Jews. Yes, coming back as king of kings. And Lord Uh, of uh, lords. Amen. Uh, David wrote something. And he'll always be the king of Israel. David wrote in Psalm 33 verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. 
It goes beyond just the people of Israel. Jesus died on the cross to redeem the sins of everyone in this world. Yes, and it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. Yes, and Israel is called in the scriptures God's firstborn son. So please pray for God's firstborn son to know Yeshua, to know that he truly is the Messiah, the anointed one. Thank the you, Son Lord. of God yes, and Lord. the Savior of the world. Thank you. So the first portion of the psalm was the agony that Jesus was going through, but he endured the cross for the glory and the joy that was set before him. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know how important that is, Oh, wow, wow, wow. He endured the cross for us. And the uh, quintessential part of being a child of God, a Christian, a Jewish believer, is embracing the cross. Thank you, Lord. And the cross is what gives us the resurrected power of God because he endured for us that we might endure this side of heaven for him. Amen, amen, amen. So these are such powerful, encouraging words. And look what follows. Obviously, following verse 27 is 28. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. Hallelujah. And I think we need to remember that, especially during this time of the pandemic and really uh, all the confusion in America and the world that the Lord rules over Amen. all the nations. We, 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 we should be aware of what's going on, but we need an eternal perspective. And what, what does all this mean in regard to God's ultimate purpose? And again, we need to see that the glory is that the kingdom of God shall come in its fullness. And how often has Jesus spoken of the kingdom? That was his passion. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. How and often? it also shows, Shelley, that Yeshua, Jesus, will return Amen. to earth. Hallelujah. Just as the scriptures tell us, and there'll be one foot on the Mount of Olives and the other in eastern Jerusalem. Can you imagine the power and the size of our Lord in his return to earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, Lord. Jesus uttered a tremendous statement. My kingdom is not of this world. And how often have we read in the book of Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Everyone will be able to worship the king when he returns. And to remember always, the kingdom is not now. The kingdom 
is the Lord's when he returns. Well, it's now in our heart, we might say, but the fulfillment of it shall come when he returns and establish the kingdom to its fullest. Yes, and what's important, Shelley, is that there's a teaching that the kingdom is now. And if the kingdom is now, that means that we have authority. And we do have authority because of the king, but we need to yield our will to the king and pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Let's read these uh, concluding verses. Verse 30, posterity will serve him. It will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They will come and will declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has performed it. The last words of Jesus on the cross was what? It is done. And here it says, to a people who will be born that he has performed it. It's powerful journey. And I just encourage our listeners to read Psalm 22 and see what the Lord speaks to you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Thank Lord. you for this prophetic psalm yes, written Lord. by King David. Hallelujah. And, and Jesus said of David, I am the root and the offspring of David. David had a prophetic view. We thank you, Lord, that you are coming back to rule and reign wait, from oh, Jerusalem Lord. and establish the kingdom in its fullness. We bless your name. We bless you and thank you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.